Welcome to the Dew Zone, a Blue Wire podcast presented by Mountain Dew, a podcast where we take basketball culture to a new level. We'll be talking to athletes, celebrities about their journey to the top and how they overcame the challenges that made them who they are today. Today, we're talking to Miles Turner. I had the chance to interview the mayor of Indianapolis, a.k.a. Block City, and number 33 on the Indiana Pacers. Not only is he one of the league's best defensive players, but he's got some wild off-the-court skills that many people don't know about. In this episode, we talk about his obsession with Legos, guarding Kobe and LeBron his rookie year, and top three Texas rappers. Up next, my sit-down with Miles Turner. Yeah, man, so what's up? Man, uh, what can I say, man? I'm blessed. I'm just out here chilling. Good old Indianapolis. And, uh, man, it ain't smooth, man. You ready for the playoffs? I see you've been there for a minute, too, man. How you, how you feel about that? Longest tenant pacing, man. It just shows shows like I'm loved out here. You know, it's what's good to be wanted. I feel like I'm still continuing all, all my obligations in Indiana. And, um, you know, I've I've become really familiar with the city, really familiar with the fans. So, you know, it's good not to move around. I don't think I ever really... No, I think I went to Indianapolis once. I was a kid, though. Mm. You're missing out, dog. It's a great basketball city. I'll say that. It's the Midwest, so it doesn't get talked about a lot. But uh, as far as mm-hmm. basketball culture and whatnot, it's the best place to be. You know, um, I'm from Texas. You know how they love their football down there. It's the equivalent yeah. to that, you know, helping in Indiana. So it's smooth. Tell me about this Defensive Player of the Year program you're doing with, dude. Man, so Mountain Dew has been a great partner of mine for the past four or five years, man. I think that, you know, my defensive prowess is something I'm trying to get recognized on more of a national scale. You know, people here in Indianapolis know about me. My close friends know about me. But that's one of the downsides of being in a market like this. We don't get a lot of national TV games or a lot of notoriety. So Mountain Dew with the following they have is just boosting, you know, what I've done. I feel like I've had an historic season with what I've accomplished this year on the defensive side of things. And, um, yeah, we've been sending out these um, – these uh these Legos, I would say, I'm a I'm an avid Lego builder, even to this day. Right. And it's something that kind of a uh, yeah, it's something that's kind of like a part of my personality and what I've um and you know the Lego blocks, block shots, yada yada yada. So we're kind of like you know send those out to um, the yeah, voters and whatnot. You called it uh, Indianapolis Block City for a day. Yeah, I actually uh, just got up with the mayor this morning. He had an official proclamation, and everything. So it's uh and we're not just talking about it; we're putting it into action. That's hard, man. That's hard. Yeah. Hey, so how does that even work? Like, how do they let you call it that for, for a day? Um, so actually, there was a petition going around the entire state. And I got a whole bunch of uh, people to sign off on it. Or Mountain Dew had a whole bunch of people to sign off on it. And uh, oh. went across the mayor's desk. And, um, you know, we had a, like, a, I guess you can call it a town hall meeting this morning. It was all through Zoom. And, um, yeah, he made it. He, he signed a proclamation and everything. It's now today on uh, May 14th. It's a, a block city day, if you will. That's fine. That's fine, yeah, man. man. Well, what would winning the Defensive Player of the Year award mean to you? Um, it would just mean that it validates everything I already know, and it would be huge for me in my career. Um, you know, I want something I want to do multiple times, but something I want to continue uh, to get recognition for. You know, just something to bring a. Uh, bring something to Indianapolis and bring something here for myself, knowing that they have, you know, the best defensive player in the entire league here in their own city. And um, just the notoriety itself, obviously be great with that, but more than anything, just, uh, you know, bringing some, bringing a win to the city. Why do you think you're the best mm-hmm. defensive player in the league right now? Man, you know, I'm 6'11 and 7 foot, and, you know, I've been, I've led the league in shot block in the past two out of the past three years, been top five um, my entire career, as, as except for my rookie year. And I feel like I just do it all, bro. I guard the perimeter. You know, I switched out on uh, smaller guards. I contain them. 
And for my team, it's a glaring difference when I'm not out there, bro. If I'm not out there, you know, my team gives up a lot more points. The other team switches their whole ten of plan of attack, per se. Um, I think defense is about versatility. Blocking shots something I'm the best at, but, you know, it's not – I'm not one-dimensional. There's, there's more. There's a lot more to defense to it uh, that I bring down to the floor, uh, to, the, uh, to the table. That's fine. The other defenders around the league, y'all got, like, this whole, like, respect thing towards each other? Like, do y'all know who each other is or – I think it's a slight competition with anything. I think that we may know who we are. Yeah, that's a, yeah, slight, that's a low way of putting it. I think yeah. we all know who each other are, per se. Um, yeah. We don't like to give each other too much credit, but I think other offensive players know who we are, if that makes sense. Like, they know who to be, like, who to mess with not who, and who not to mess with. It's an intimidation thing, I would say. Yeah. Outside of all that, what would you say your biggest goals are on and off the court? Well, on the court, I mean, I'm just like everybody else, bro. Like, Indiana's never won a championship. So, to be the first person to bring a championship to the city, you know, that would be legendary type stuff, you know, stuff that you never get forget, uh, forgot for. So, that's my long term. In the short term, um, you know, I want to get on all defensive team. You know, that'd be, that'd be huge for me. And then, obviously, one day defensive player of the year. Uh, my goal stressed for a while now. But off the floor, man, I've, uh, I've accomplished a lot of my goals. One of, one of them was generational wealth. You know, signing a big contract was huge for me. And then yeah, taking care of my family. Yeah. Taking care of my family, putting my sister through college. You know, she's about to be a freshman there. That was a huge goal yeah. of mine as well. So she's yeah. going through. And, um, you know, uh, take care of my grandparents, got them out of debt. That was huge for me as well. And, man, I'm just, I'm still rolling, bro. You know, I'm 25 years old. So I that like, Y'all got that money that they put in your pocket. Man. Ain't nobody taking it. That's a fact, That's man. The place you, know, you told me, you said, I'm trying to get like you. No, I'm trying to get like you. <laughs> need right, that you money. Know, we're gonna get I know I'm getting it. I ain't got to get it. I know I'm getting it yet. Like, right, you know, yeah, it's, not, it's not like football, man. I feel, I feel bad for them folks, man. They, uh, they, uh, they, they don't really got it like we do. Damn, what was the first, what was the first big thing you bought? Like, first big purchase? Um, well, first, thing I did was, first thing Be I honest. did was my parents out of debt. That's literally my first, like, Paycheck yeah. went to, but I would say the first thing I bought myself. Um, being from Texas, I love my trucks. So I bought a I bought a Ford Raptor in 2016 when it was popping like that. So I got it blacked out, got electric sound system, all that stuff. So that was that was big for me. Now I so, saw that video of your grandma watching the games, man. Does she always go crazy like for every single game you play? Always, bro. She's a. Uh, you know, she has been someone that I've had a very close relationship my entire life. Used to babysit me. It's been around a long time. And yeah. the way as animated she is, bro, she was that person who would get kicked out by the cops, like going to my games. Swear. What? Like, like ready to pick fights with Wait, other like AAU games. How them parents be at AAU games? Yeah, bro. Hey, that, that's real, bro. <laughs> no, that's real. When you got that type of love and support, you ain't got no choice but to make it. <laughs> yeah. Nah, seriously, though. Dang, man. You got you got you got a good support team. That's fine. Most definitely. What was it like growing up in Texas? I loved it, man. I uh, the environment down there is very different. You have, you know, I think tech being from Texas comes with a lot of pride. You know, I'm <laughs> from a I'm from the mid mid cities area. Herschel is Bedford. It's right in the middle of Dallas, Fort Worth. So, um, you know, coming from Dallas, coming from that area, you you wear it with you everywhere you go. You know, you let everybody know you're from Texas. So I loved it, man. It was real. I'm real outdoorsy. Kind of grew up. Um, you know, kind of name the whole nature aspect of things. I got a really diverse you, taste of music. You, y'all were in the country, or what, where was y'all at in Texas? No, nah, we, we were in the suburbs. I would say that you know we're I 20 minutes away from the country. Buy you, man. 
<laughs> we're 20 minutes away from the country, 20 minutes away from the city. You know, we oh, rapping okay. everything. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice area. What was your favorite team growing up? Uh, basketball team was the Mavericks. You know, even even today, you know, I played for the Pacers, but Dirk? now, uh, Dirk, yeah, they Dirk guy. You know, coming That's up, cool. I was there. I was I was growing up when they won their first championship, so that was cool. Uh, and you know, I guess if I had to root another team, it would be them. Obviously, you know, kind of yeah. I would want them to do well. Yeah, no, that's fine. All right, well, was you was you Kobe or LeBron growing up? Um, I think that I was. Everybody I had getting, one. Everybody had one. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, when I really started watching basketball, I loved LeBron more just because of the excitement and like the, the dunks and this, this, and that. But as I got into more being a basketball head and got more, you know into my prowess, I would say Kobe. I was able to appreciate him more growing up. But as yeah. a kid, I loved LeBron, bro. He was just so athletic. Exciting to watch, but when you really was going and looking at, like, how to score and, like, the fundamentals and all that, yo, you start noticing Kobe had the same MJ bag. Right, and I played against both of them, you know. And I had the honor of playing against Kobe my rookie year, and I was able to appreciate him so much more, bro, just because his footwork is the way yo, he carried that, himself. That's that's way. I, never asked, I never asked nobody in the league. How was it when you get to the league and play against somebody you looked up to or modeled your game around? Like, how, was, how does that feel? Or what is going through your head when you be doing playing against them? It's weird, but you feel like a little kid. But at the yeah. same time, like, you know, you're going against this dude. So you're guarding them. It's like, oh, man, this, this is so cool, man. I ain't doing this, James. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you know, like, this is your competition. Like, like, yo, this is my career, too, at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's weird, bro. It's definitely weird. It's something that um, after the first couple of years, you get over it um, because, you know, it's just like they just another dude across the floor. But your first couple of times, it's like you're yeah, this wow factor to you, you know? Yeah. Dang, I never thought about it like that, bro. Like if I played against Kobe, you say rookie year you played against Kobe? Yeah. Bright eyed and bushy tailed. It was a close game, too. Had to be nervous. I know you was nervous even for that game. I was, uh, yeah, I had the butterflies for sure. I'll say that. Yeah. I kind of yeah. just, uh, you know, I'm playing defense. But, like, I will say, okay, that, that's a good point. I got was lost. Was there at that time? PG was, was there? Yeah, PG, PG was there. PG was there my first couple of years. It was funny. This, this, this story goes right into that. I had got lost on a back cut. I was on the perimeter guarding somebody, and someone had backdoor me. So I was just watching yeah. Kobe dribble, dribble, dribble the post. And I was like, whoa. Boom, that back door. And PG was on my ass, bro. He goes, what are you doing, bro? Like, like getting on me and stuff. Like, because it was like a four, it was a fourth quarter close game, you know, so, yeah. Yo, that's crazy. Because he, he zoned out, but PG, like, yo, come on. Like, yo, this is, this is real life. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I'm sure you can relate too in your world. I mean, you, you know, obviously you have a relationship with Drake and all these guys. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. if I met the first time you were around them, like, you were a little yes. starstruck. You're like, yes. whoa. And, like, I mean, you almost have to, like, you notice it, but you're like, yo, it's a reason why I'm here. Like, so, yo, be just be yourself. Because at the end of the day, you're here. So when you're in that moment, sometimes you you losing. You're like, what the? F-? I mean, what the heck? You know what I'm saying? And, and then <laughs> that part, yeah, that part. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> at the same time, you're sitting here and you're like, yo, I'm, it was a reason why I'm here. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's crazy. It's it's actually you know it's humbling. It, it shows you like, damn, like I've, I've really done. I'm really living in my calling. You know what I'm saying? I've heard about the foundation you started with your family. It says W-A-R-M. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Tell, yeah, tell so it stands for uh, we work as role, uh, work as role models. 
And it was, uh, so the backstory behind that, when I was a kid, it doesn't really get too cold in Texas. It was like 20 degrees one day, like real out the ordinary. And me and my mom were driving, we were just driving through town. We know there's a bunch of homeless people outside. They were suffering, bro. Like that's something you would never want to see. And my mom is one of those like apocalyptic type moms. She always has like blankets and warmers and everything you need in the back of her car. And like, you know, the MRE, like military meals, like in the house, stuff like that. So she had had a bunch of stuff like that in her car. We drove by and we handed out to the people like that were outside just randomly. And that that really stuck with me. And I always told myself one day if I were ever coming to Fortune, ever make it, I would do something similar. And that's basically what it is. So out here in Indianapolis, I got the whole community involved. It's more of an activation, an initiative that I encourage people to keep, um, you know, hand warmers, uh, some loose chains, spare food, anything in the back part, you put in these little go bags, these packs. I mean, when you see somebody who's less fortunate, you hand them out. And I have a whole bunch of events. And Mountain Dew's actually sponsored me quite a bit with that. You know, a couple of years ago, I had a whole bunch of food trucks come around and um, we had um, people in the community come out and get food. And it's, it was fire, bro. It's, it's been real good. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. I like to always give back to the homeless. And sometimes you might not know what they need. So a whole package like that is, is, is dope for real. We're all one. We're all one mistake away, you know, from 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 that, bro. You never know when your life may turn, and you know, I never really forget where I came from. I was yeah. never and, homeless, and you, but I was definitely less fortunate. Yeah, when I was coming yeah, up at times, and, and I think sometimes a lot of people forget, like, yo, we're all human at the end of the day. So at the end, like, you know, what I'm saying, like, when we're there and we're looking at these people, we're like, sometimes I'm, I'll you'll just notice people walk by them that might have cash in their pocket to give to them or like to help them out, and you're like, damn, like. Sometimes people don't even understand, like, yo, they, this could be the reverse role of you being right there looking at that person the same way. So yeah, bro. I always try to do do my best with doing stuff like that as well, too. Even uh, even just giving out food. Like, if I just bought food, I'll just randomly, if, if I see somebody that's in need, I'll just give it to them just because it's like, yo, I can I, I can get in my car and go get another one. I don't got to, you right. know what I'm saying? But they, they can't, they might not have eaten in two, three days, you know? No, that's real. That's real. So, yeah. I see you got a whole entire fan section in the Pacers arena. Yeah, how is, man. Is that lit? Like, how does that, like, how did they even set that up? How did that come about? Bro, it's, words can't describe it. So it's called Turner's Block. And it's like this big section, kind of, um, as soon as you walk in the bank, it's like you see it. They're like on the second level. And yeah. it's like, I'd say probably say 100 to 120 of them. And yeah. they, they, it's funny how it works out. So at the beginning of each year, I do a tryout, like literally a fan tryout. And you have 10 seconds to act as crazy as possible, act as maniacal as you can. And I give out like 50 to 60 invitations to be into the section. And the obligations are actually are, are real. You have to be at every single game. You know what I'm saying? You have to make noise the entire game. You have to stand up the entire game. If you don't do either of those three things, like you can get replaced just like that. So it's like a lifestyle, bro. Like yeah, it's like real. Real. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's dope because you always hear them. There's always like- it's dedicated. Oh, in, bro, I'm telling you, Indiana is basketball country out here, bro. It's real. Bro. It's, it's, it's real out here. Everybody loves their basketball. Serious. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. crazy, man. What are your favorite arenas to play in? Like, um, well, obviously, you know, I'm biased going back to American Airlines and uh, in Dallas. That's big for me. Um, Air Canada Center, Toronto. That's actually that Just place. Is I've never lit, been lit, bro. My uh, my first year. It's funny, you know, Drake was actually there um, yeah. when I was playing in the playoffs. And it is crazy how much they roll for their fans out there, bro. Because basketball, they're the only basketball team in town. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's hockey and basketball and they go hard, bro. It's sold out every single game. It's loud. 
It's huge, bro. It's, 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 it's a huge. I've never, I've never been to Air Canada Center. I, I went to Toronto once and I was on tour with Jack Harlow and I was mm. only there for like a day. And that was all I experienced. Toronto's a very slept on city, bro. That's a, yeah. that's a great city right there. I gotta go back, man. I definitely gotta go back. I see the yeah. Pacers locked in a spot in the playing game. How you mm. feeling? Man, I'm cool. You know, it's, it's unfortunate because I'm injured right now. I mean, you know, I'm not sure when I'm going to be back. Um, but I do feel good about our chances to win the playing tournament and get back and get into the playoffs just because of, you know, we're kind of starting to come into our own a little bit. We've been playing better basketball here as of late. You know, we've, we've been a little middle of the pack most of the season. You know, we've been dealing with injuries all year. But that's what the NBA is about, man. Right place, right time. And hopefully we can How get there. How do you feel about the playing game? Like, um, you know, I understand why they did it. It was it was a very it was it was an ingenious marketing strategy on the back, on the NBA side, you know. No, in a normal season, you know, when you get about halfway, almost a little over halfway done, you know who's going to be in the playoffs, know who's not. So a lot of teams are going to start tanking, or a lot of teams are going to start chilling, booking their vacation to Cabo and stuff. You know what I mean? So this is kind of is that real? People do that? I, I would say that towards the end of the year, if you know you're not making the playoffs, you start looking at the offseason players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now this so teams seven through twelve. You know, there's only uh, well, there's only 15 teams in a in a conference. Seven through 12, you have to compete all. Or really, seven through 14, because you have to compete all year long because you never know if you can make the playing tournament or not. So it kind of combats teams from resting players and having to uh, check out early, if you will. I see you uh, super supportive of the WNBA on Twitter. Mm-hmm. What's like? What what makes you so supportive of WNBA and everything they got going? Oh, it's, I mean, it's not just Twitter, man. It's, it's a lifestyle. You know, I have I have a little sister. I have people. I have little cousins that you know that hooped and um, that have inspired hoopers. And all I see all the time is them getting ridiculed, just you know, you know, meaningless jokes and you know stuff like that that just really uh, puts the game in the back seat. So mm-hmm. I have a platform, and I I decide to use it all the time to one stick up for the women, and two bring more attention to the fact that these women are talented, bro. It's hard. It, people don't realize this. Like, us in the league, you can get away in the league with just being athletic. You don't have mm-hmm. to be skilled. You can just be athletic. In the WNBA, you have to have some type of fundamentals skill because they can't just uh, uh, make up for their athleticism. They can't just dunk everything. They have to they actually be able to play. Yeah. That's true, bro. I never think about it like that, how talented and skilled they got to be. And it's just like, yo, they be out there shooting threes like crazy. Like a lot of them yeah. can shoot. And mm-hmm. I think we be forgetting how much of the shooting aspect is in their in their game more than it is, you know, in y'all's game. You know what I'm saying? Because just like you just said, it's like dunk, a lot mm-hmm. of dunks. You can get away with being athletic, like super right. athletic. Dang. To a casual fan, that's what you want to see. You want to see dunks yeah. and, and lives and all these dudes. For, to, yeah. a, to a basketball, like savant, like someone who appreciates the game. You sit down and watch the WNBA game, you can appreciate this basketball at its purest. Yeah. I got to start catching some WNBA games, man. Yeah, I think we got a good team in Atlanta. I stay in Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta Dream. That's a, that's a, that's a yeah, great Atlanta team. Dream, right? Yeah, it's a great team. Yeah. Is, who's, who's the top teams right now in the WNBA? Well, there's a lot of shift this year. I probably said Las Vegas Aces is up there. Um, the yeah, Washington Mystics. Seattle Storm is another one. Phoenix yeah. Mercury going to be really good this year. And I'm pulling for the Indiana Fever. You know, that's, that, of course, that's going to be my team. And I'm also pulling for the Dallas Wings. Uh, yeah. They just drafted a girl from Texas. You know, her name is Charlie Coyer. She's a, with the number yeah. one pick. So, you know, she, uh, I'm hoping oh, she does well over there. I got I to get more in tune, man. I got to get more in tune. I told Asia Wilson the same thing, though. I told that's my girl. Asia's my girl, bro. Yeah. We're in the same high school class. We came up together. All right, we're going to go to the Mountain Dew three-point range question segment. Um, You ready? Let's get it. 
Top three rappers out of Texas, man. Top three rappers out of Texas. Woo-wee. Out of Texas. All time or current? All time. Paul Wall. <laughs> Paul Wall's Houston, man. That's, I'm a Dallas kid, man. That's, it's tough. Uh, no, I'm uh, joking. You can choose one. All right. Right now, we're going to go Yellow Beezy. You up there because I like him a lot. Yellow Beezy up there? Right. Yeah. I'm putting him out there right now. We're going right now. We'll go current. Uh, Yellow Beezy's up there. Got those Slim Thug in there. Ooh, definitely. I wouldn't do then... that. Then. We'll throw Travis Scott in there just because he's, he's okay. the right now. He's like the biggest rapper out of Paul Texas. Paul Wall, of course. We already. Paul Wall is out of respect. You know, we throw yeah. him up there, too. Yeah, 100%. You got Post Malone too. I guess you can claim he can claim oh, Dallas. Man, I'm even getting, y'all got yo, Texas got some heavy hitters, man. Yeah, man. Every now and then. All right. Top three favorite Lego sets completed that you completed. Wow. That's a good you one. Got, I you. You? Yeah, I can show you better than I can tell you. Here's Let's one see. right here. I flip this camera. Here we go. It's a Millennium Falcon right here. That was that's eee! about that's about seven thousand pieces right there. So that's one of my 7, favorites. Thousand sure. pieces, about seven thousand pieces. A lot There's of pieces, no way. Bro. Some of them pieces you got wrong on there. You know, it's one of those things, bro. That if you get one thing wrong, you got to you got to kind of go back and figure out what Are you, you did and start over. Yeah. So I'm a very patient person when it comes to stuff like yeah. this. I love this is my video game. I love putting stuff together like yeah. this. It's a yeah. big hobby of mine. So there's that. That's why awesome. you say you're like two K is you go and get a Lego set for you to do two K. Yeah, you can say that. Kind of keeps me a. Uh, gives you something to do out here too, you know. Yeah. Uh, so then I would probably say the Death Star. That that was about six thousand pieces. Uh, that probably took about two months to do, just hands on. I can't even sit and count six thousand nothing. <laughs> oh, six thousand pieces. It's not for everybody, bro. It's not for Yo, everybody. Top three favorite defensive plays in history: Roy Hibbert blocking uh, Carmelo Anthony in the, mm-hmm. uh, in, the in the 2000. It was 2013, 2014 playoffs they run when they played the Knicks. That was like in the semifinals. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw that in there. Um, I would put Roy. Roy Hibber, he, uh, he's not in the league anymore. He actually, he just retired like three years ago, bro. So he, he had yeah. a little, he went to LA for a little bit. He was in Charlotte. And then he coached with Philly two years ago. I think now he's got his doing his name. Bro, he's like in the UFC. Like he does like he's UFC serious? stuff. Yeah, he's like seven three. I ain't seen yeah, that's what I'm saying. I ain't seen that dude in a minute. I remember yeah, he, the most memorable moments was with the Pacers. Yeah, yeah, big. That's when he that is all defense. He came out like that. Um tops. All right, two more. Uh okay, we'll say Braun. Uh a couple years ago, chase down block on Steph, save the oh, entire yeah, series. That, that yeah. was huge. No, it was a step, it was Andre Godala. He blocked Andre yeah. Godala at the rim. And that was one of the that has to go down in history, bro. He literally they use that as a meme. They be using that 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 uh, as a meme, yeah. True. When you, it's funny when you go to the Cavaliers. Uh, it's like what's like the first picture you see when you walk in, and like when they play in that playoff series, they put that up there like the next game. So yeah, That's crazy. um, and as far as my third man, I probably say I would say my game saving block in Chicago. Uh, we were uh, the other team was we were up by two points, three seconds left. Um. Uh, what's his name? Antonio Blakely pulled up for three with three seconds left, and I caught the ball in midair with two hands. I grabbed it in my hands, and there was game right there. The buzzer sounded, and like saved the entire game. So that was to play Chicago. That was fun. So yeah, you want to throw me in? That's a good one right there. Yeah, no, nah, that's fine. All right, all right, all right. Top three most feared finishers at the rim in the league. 
Favorite finishers? Okay. Um, I could probably say you got the Russell Westbrook in there. He's one of those guys that's tough to jump with him. Uh, I'll throw Zion Williamson in there. Young boy. He's yeah. tough to, he's one of the tougher ones to jump with. Yeah. And, uh, boy, Ja. Nah, Ja new to it. I don't know if Ja. Yeah, Ja's a little, he's he a little fresh. He can finish, he can finish that thing, though. Yeah, as far as from experience, you know, and, is LeBron uh, still feared? Oh, he's definitely feared. You just gotta know how to jump with him because he gets a lot yeah. of foul calls. So yeah. you know, you gotta you gotta know how to jump with him. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. LeBron's up there. I'll throw the other young boy in there. Who's the the Anthony Edwards, Minnesota? Okay. And he 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 be finishing stuff too. Top three favorite activities during the pandemic. Off rip, we'll go Legos. That was easy. So we'll do that. Um, did a whole bunch of sets like that. Um, I told you, I'm really outdoorsy. I love going on hikes and all that kind of stuff. So when I'm going on hikes, can be by the lake. Uh, that was one for me. Um, and with me, bro, I don't ever really get to see my family throughout the year, you know? So I say, I did the, uh, during quarantine, I, you know, quarantine with my parents. And that was cool because I'm, you know, usually up here in Indiana or I have my house down in Austin. So I don't get to see them as much as I like to. So being with them, spending some time with them was cool. That's fine. Okay. 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 All right, top three favorite movies. Um, we'll go Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back. Um, I never got into Star Wars. Man. It's a uh, bro, you, you it, it's a lifestyle, bro. My dad it's got deep, me into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, you got to be really deep into it. Yeah, yeah. so that um, I would probably say Captain America: Winter Soldier. That was one, and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That was one of my favorite movies too. And what and what? <laughs> Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It was a Canadian comic book movie. That's what I can describe it. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's an iconic movie though, bro. What? That's just Google that one. Google that one to get a chance. Yeah. All right. Top three uh, ind- indie musicians. Indie. Wow. Okay. Um, there's any because I can't think. Yeah. No. There's there's plenty. Um, I guess Tame Impala isn't indie anymore. Yeah. I like Dame, I like Tame Impala a lot, but he's on. Okay. There's a guy named Muramasa. M-U-R-A-M-U-S-A. Muramasa. He's like a he's Toronto. like a uh, producer. Switzerland. He's like from Switzerland. He's he's pretty cool. He like puts on some pretty good shows. Yeah. Um we can go. You know who Buddy is? Be Buddy. Oh, uh yeah, he's be from fine. LA. You are my B-U-D-D-U-I. That's yeah. all? Lisa. No, no, no. The, the artist is Buddy. He, uh, oh. he song, Shameless. Well, I thought you were talking <laughs> No, no, I know. I know. <laughs> Yo, I thought you were talking about that. Uh, what's that dude name? B-U-D. Like Jennings or not? What's that? What's the dude like that sings? Like Man, what's his name that sings the Buddy song? B-U-D-D-U-I. I can't lie. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, nah, but his name is Buddy. He's from LA. He's he, he fire. He's, he's a rapper. Man, right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just a mainstream ass dude. I don't know. <laughs> hey, look, appreciate having you, man. You killed it. You you got some good top threes. I can't lie. I see you like to go deep. You know what I'm saying? You like to make sure your top three is correct. You had a couple of top fives, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, nah. This was this was definitely dope talking to you, man. This is fire. Appreciate you, bro. It's fun for me, too. No big fan of what you're doing. Keep going. Thank you. Thank you. And shout out to Mountain Dew. Hey.
Most definitely. Got to shout out Mountain Dew. Thanks for listening to the Dew Zone, a Mountain Dew podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the Dew Zone on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We'll see you next week. Oh yeah, that's the fresh sounds of Mountain Dew. But listen carefully. That's the sound of dribble, killer crossover, step back, and steals. That's the sound of Zion Williamson making a jaw-dropping, gravity-defying, mind-blowing dunk. That's Mountain Dew making your NBA experience epic. Sounds refreshing, huh? Mountain Dew, official soft drink of the NBA. The Dew Zone with Drewski is a Blue Wire podcast presented by Mountain Dew. This episode was produced by Jamila Williams and edited by Ben Wolfen. Editorial support was provided by Dom Musilo. Production was overseen by Terence Deutsch. The series was supported by Sean Ross, Graham Boone, Maggie Lanter, and Peter Moses for Blue Wire. The series was executive produced by Erica Smith and Hannah Harris for the PepsiCo sports team. The series was produced by Eric Robinson, Zach Blumenstein, and Will Panneries for Genesco Sports Enterprises.